Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. You guys want to know something? All right. This is episode 144, <laughs> and today we are talking Knock at the Cabin, plus some other stuff we have been watching. How you guys doing? Great. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Jacob's super excited about the sports ball. Sports ball. Yep, recording at uh, 6.57 on Super Bowl Sunday. Can't wait for the Kansas City Eagles and the Seattle Sea Chiefs. (laughs) The Seattle Sea Chiefs? Whatever. My name, oh, let me tell you my name. Uh, I'm confused. (laughs) Actually, you know, I hadn't watched the Super Bowl in like... In college, obviously, like you watch it, everyone goes in the right. dorm and everything and watches it. But then I hadn't watched it until COVID because there was literally nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even know it was like a thing until <laughs> this week. Everyone's like Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, it's like yeah. the World Cup, but every year, Jacob. Yeah, is that put in term? <laughs> is that term? Yeah, terms that you can understand. And it's like the World Cup <laughs> where everyone else doesn't care about yeah, it, and I exactly. don't care about the Super Bowl. <laughs> Used to be the commercial thing, right? But now they're, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I'm not like, I care, I care that much about the commercial thing. Yeah, the halftime shows are dog shit too. Movie trailers. Huge. Yeah, but I, you can watch those all on exactly. YouTube now. So. Yeah, right. As <laughs> soon as no, they come out. Yeah, there's no point. So a lot of times they release the commercials early too. Yeah, like the fast, the new fast trailer was supposed to, or like the premiere was supposed to be Super Bowl and then it leaked days earlier or whatever yeah they put out a couple days early so or that they post cares now (laughs) so one less not that i cared about about it before but i really don't care now (laughs) same (laughs) oh cool uh any i mean who are we rooting for nobody who do you think's gonna win i have uh, can't kansas city okay going the opposite i like it oh is that the opposite (laughs) uh i think i think the majority is uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Really? I think odds are, Vegas odds are mm-hmm. Philadelphia's going to Minus one and a half for Eagles. Yeah. Yep, minus one and a half. All um, I know it was the Eagles game. and Kansas game. City, and I didn't even know what Kansas City's thing is. Chiefs. Oh, I was actually pretty close to Chiefs. I have been getting C some Chiefs. funny TikToks um, <laughs> on just the surroundings of it. You know, Philadelphia kind of known for their sports and uh, fandom, I'll say. <laughs> they had a video of them. They were greasing Oh yeah, fixtures yeah. and light poles around the city oh, so people that's like don't thing. climb yeah. on top of them. Yeah, they did that <laughs> when they. So that's that was all funny. started when they won the Super Bowl not that long ago yeah. against Tom Brady and everyone was climbing it. So yeah. anytime, the, anytime <laughs> Philadelphia is in any type of <laughs> yeah championship game. championship game, yeah, because I think that didn't the Phillies just win not that long ago baseball. Oh God, I don't know. Or some the some team that they just won not that long ago. And okay, Blue Bays, but I care even less about that. <laughs> and say literally the only like recent MLB winner I can think of is the Astros. So I don't I don't know. I, th- I maybe, but either way, yeah. And yeah. then Villanova <clears throat> basketball is in Philly too. Mm, yep. So they celebrate, and they're always pretty good too. So, <clears throat> well. Cool. All right. I guess we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll we'll have a winner by the end of the show. I don't know. Wait. So that's how long goes. Going for the Eagles then. The Eagles. Um, I mean, I don't really care. Yeah, I've always <laughs> had a soft spot for the Eagles. I mean, that was always the team I played in, like Madden back in the day. Or like I mean, NFL I would rather fever. see the Eagles win because Chiefs just won. So it's like, <laughs> oh, did they win? Yeah. Yeah, they won last year. Last year. So <laughs> I literally did not. Obviously, know. I'd rather see the Eagles. Yeah, I win. think or not last year. Last year was Rams. Two years ago. 
what, Rams beat it? the Bengals Dude. last year. Oh, Matt okay. Stafford got his ring. Sure. But oh, so <laughs> then I that was the one I watched then because that was the COVID one was <laughs> Kansas City. See, well they've been in, with the same they've team. been in like because Mahomes is one and one in the finals. So yeah, they've been in two. All I kept getting was his. That's the only reason I know they're playing is because I kept getting his. What, what is happening, Kyle? I, I open. I open Chrome. <laughs> We're like trying to, to have a conversation. Here. I thought Fuck it was a sound bar, a sound bit that was like lasting too long. Um, <laughs> Oops, sorry, guys. <laughs> that was just a bunch of bleeps. So uh, maybe it, it might have been that stars video. That's been pretty funny. Uh, no, yeah, I opened Chrome and just something started playing. So my bad. Anyway, continue, before, continue. while we were getting ex- censored, <clears throat> um, yeah, Chiefs. I think this is their third one. Really? Yeah, because he won. They won against San Francisco, and then they lost against somebody. <laughs> Honestly, I don't. Well, maybe even, they lost. I don't even know San if Francisco. I know like half the team's names. I'm sure you do. I know you, you know more than you think you do. I guarantee. Maybe. You. I used to, back when 2K was a thing. Well, they're not. 2K, they're NFL. not any different teams. They're the same teams. Yeah, I know, but no, that's not true because I it used to be uh, what St. Louis Rams, right? Yeah. Not anymore. Oh wait, it's been three years, but they made it the past. Before the Rams and the Bengals, the Buck the Chiefs made it two years in a row. So yep. it was Chiefs over 49ers. Yep. And then the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs. Yep. And then the Rams beat the Bengals. So they didn't win. It's been a couple of years since they won, but they've made it recently so many times. Come on. Yeah. Philly yeah. was 2017. Why the fuck is Kansas uh, City 20, so good? Yeah. 2017 season, which bled into 2018. How does like Super Kansas Bowl? City yeah. have any money? Because they're two cities in one. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. You know that? I had no idea. Did you know that? Two cities in one. Yeah, Kansas there's City. Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. But I thought they were just different, separated. They're no, the they're same s- city. Yeah, they're just separated. I by had s- no idea by a state line. I knew there was a Kansas City, Missouri, but I thought that was like a joke, like a Miami, no Ohio. Nope, it's uh, the same exact city, separated by like a river. Really? Yep. I had no. I didn't. The only in d- the yeah, Kansas City, true. Missouri, Kansas City, <laughs> Missouri is like metropolis, like a, like buildings and everything. And then Kansas City, Kansas is like low population. Okay. Because I was like, what is in Kansas? Like how do they have money? Yeah, but Missouri. Missouri is the, yeah, that's true. That would be like the. Yeah, like Kansas City. Stadium would be in. Arrowhead Stadium is in Missouri. Right. Huh. The more you know. I'm a Kansas City. (laughs) No, I actually just was on Twitter and somebody tweeted about. No, didn't knowing there was two Kansas cities, I said technically there's two, but it's the same city. Hmm. All right. Well, now I'll just power. <laughs> uh, we should have a. <laughs> we need to make a sound clip that says "the more you know." That's yeah. We got to get that for sure. Our tangents are <laughs> too too yeah, frequent. Yeah, we're how far in, and we're just talking about Super Bowl apparently, and now we're geography. in cities. Now, now we're, we're in geography. geography. <laughs> we have skewed far from the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anything else? Uh, you guys need to d- open with mm, nothing no. new. No, cool. Uh, let's get into our featured beer then, which was my choice, and uh, might have fucked up on this one. I guess Jacob has had this. 
He doesn't remember. I, I was going to say this looks extremely familiar. Because <laughs> he didn't say anything when I showed him. Yeah, we do. Because could only find two uh, 16 ounces of this, which means we should get about 10 and a half ounces each if Josh uh, pours them correctly and doesn't fuck it up. <clears throat> I could a just lot. move my... We're asking for a lot there. <laughs> I could just move my uh, mic. But uh, yeah, obviously looking for a... Uh, I feel like I didn't love this though when I had it. You did not. <laughs> you didn't love it. <laughs> okay. But you liked it. Yeah. Depending on... I think I know exactly well, where... I, if this <laughs> was a let, if this was a movie, aka like a letterbox star rating, you you liked it. I liked it. Sorry, I don't have the soundboard open. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of untapped, I don't know if you liked it or loved it. But no, this is a... Uh, this is called Dream Vision from Boulevard Brewing Company. And if you have seen our featured review, Knock at the Cabin, you'll know why that's a, uh, a great tie-in. So yeah, Dream Vision. Uh, Dream Vision is a fruit beer coming in at 5.7% ABV, 11 IBUs, quite low on the scale. Um, details, description reads, take a step into nostalgia with Dream Vision. <laughs> Orange vanilla ale. This creamsicle delight is bursting with aromas of bright citrus and vanilla that make way for rich flavors of orange and creamy vanilla. You'll find this dream of a beer full yet refreshing. So, one thing we should say is, uh, Jacob, you did buy this in a can. You probably bought it at Super Liquor, which means it it probably was two years old. So, maybe a fresh one will uh, do you better. We know how Jacob loves his... Beer's aged. Yep. Even the Chimay beer was like <laughs> fucking eight years old. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. But that, to be fair, that one, it was a reserve. Wait, why'd you hand me the kit? You do it. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, okay. I don't want, e- I don't want either of these things. <laughs> this is your job. Um, yeah, so obviously this being a fruit beer, aged is not good. You want to drink this as fresh yeah, as possible. Yeah, fruit. So that could be... <laughs> Yeah, because there's fruit, you know, but wine you want to be old. It's basically a fruit. Oh, I missed some of the description also. Uh, We have, for the malts used, pale and wheat malts. Uh, These are Columbus and Bravo hops. And the adjuncts are orange juice, mandarin orange, and vanilla bean. Jacob's favorite. Marshmallow. Yep, same thing. Yay, vanilla. Might as well. Might as well be. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Pour it up. So Boulevard is a brewery from Kansas City, Missouri. Also, why? <laughs> Hello, Super Bowl Sunday. Didn't even realize. That yeah, did you? Know I was gonna say, is that, <laughs> that is so that random? Yeah. <laughs> no, I planned for that. Obviously, guys. Yeah. Like that's why this is a. Perfect he knew beer. it was just one city. That's why it's the perfect beer for today. Dream Vision. Knock at the cabin. Kansas City, Missouri, Super Bowl, hello. But we have featured a beer from them before, and we were just talking about this. We had uh, American Kolsch from them, which was featured on our host episode. Host, my favorite movie of the decade. (laughs) Coming in at a tight 63 minutes. Love it. Oh, that was a good one. That was... Just watching <laughs> him fill the, 
You guys can't hear it, but I've we are vamped. <laughs> I've vamped as much as I can. I'm sorry. I'm out of things to We're say about, watching about this beer until I balance taste it. out the beer. Yeah. Give a play by play on this pouring. Um, okay, so uh, oh, here's a good. I was just watching uh, TikTok. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> People say I live on TikTok. I don't know if that's true. Uh, and it was What's from your Founders. Average time? And it was from Founders. <laughs> oh, nice. I didn't so, even know they had TikTok. Yeah. And it was How one I've of the. Uh, not gotten that yet. I don't, yeah. The fucking idiot. <laughs> well, I follow them. And uh, it was one of the brewers. Uh, sponsor us, uh, Founders. Um, one of the brewers. So, you know, there's that famous video of like how to pour a beer. And it was like you should not pour a beer like this, like slow in 45 degree I angle. always ignore that though. And then it was like, <laughs> you should pour a beer like this and they just go, 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 go. But doesn't that make it flat? That's why I Exactly. Think. So that's what he was saying. He's oh, like, okay. you shouldn't do either of these. A stadium pour is a bad pour and a just dump it in is a bad pour. You do mix You both. do, yeah, you start at a 45 Boom. and then you turn it up right to get a, at the a, end. a perfect yes. head at the end. That's yep. why I always do it. You always keep it smooth up to like halfway and then, but you want the head to yes. create the notes. So exactly. Then you do it at the end. Yep. That's the perfect way. And I thought so about it's not like one or the other. It's a mix between both. Isn't so. it always though? Yeah. But I'm just saying like people, those, those TikToks went so viral from that like people are actually rescue like that <laughs> people are just like, this is the correct way. <laughs> no, because yeah. they do the napkin test and it's like, I don't want to feel bloated or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah. If you it's don't want to, you're gonna feel bloated. Any doesn't it's, matter. Anything carbonated. Yeah, like, isn't it doesn't. Still gonna it's like not fizzy, the rule for beer. It's yeah. like seltzer, pop, beer, anything carbonated. If you leave it like that, it's gonna you're gonna feel bloated. So it has gas in it. Yeah, <laughs> just if you want to not feel that way, yeah, drink flat shit, but it's not gonna <laughs> yeah. taste as good. Exactly. So stupid. Anyway, take some Pepto before. Yeah, everyone's like, take a gas pill and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, sure. All right, got our beers. Cheers. Cheers. Yum. Tastes like a cream school. Mm-hmm. It's true. Tastes Jacob? like a dream. <laughs> Sickle. Tastes Sickle? like I remember it tasting. Yeah. Better or worse? Be honest. I want to say I'm going to end up at the worse. same spot. It can get worse. <laughs> no, I would. Okay. it's not worse. I don't think it's bad. Mm-hmm. Let's see what, what It's just one of those that I feel like it's more me thing. Like I would want this to be slightly more orange. But that's just because the vanilla. Yeah, it me, does have always. a weird upfront flavor to me. I want it to be like orangier. Give me more of that orange. Yeah, it's I almost think it's like more tangerine. Yeah, it's almost like more bland citrus, like just a, an amalgamation of citrus, not really particularly orange or tangerine. Just like citrus, boom, and then vanilla at the end. I think you're a little low. But I don't know, not too much. A it's almost like, but yeah, I'm I'm around that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think maybe I'm a little low. I think this could go up to up up one. Highly two. crushable. I oh think. yeah, crushability. It's not too sweet. Crazy. Yeah, yeah it's it not really is not too no. sweet. What did you say the ABV was? Five, uh, like a five three or five, five seven, six? which is like a blue five, moon. Seven. So yeah, no blue moon's lighter than that. Kyle, five seven. Kyle. This guy. What do you think Blue Moon is? I serve Blue Moon every fucking day. It's definitely five, five four. <laughs> five seven, five four. Can you tell the difference between off. a point three percent though? Yes. <laughs> this beer right here is it. Oberon's <laughs> like five eight. Yes, that that's true. I know Oberon's higher. But, but I knew Blue Moon wasn't above a f- five five. I would oh. have said Blue Moon's capped at five five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come so on. different. Dial in your ABVs, bro. No, it's, I mean, yeah, it's I obviously think, more flavorful. I think I'll go a little up on this. I will commit. Yeah, to I'm sitting at like a 3.5. Like no, I won't go up that high. Okay. 3.25. Split the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. No, it, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's drinkable. Yeah, Crushability is like a four, four and a half. The thing is with the beer like this is it's not, it's not swinging for the fences. Right. You know, it like stays this in its is lane. A, yeah, it's a very common like orange vanilla. Like, yeah, that's a that's a, you know, that's a single. That's a double. It's not a home run. Yeah. So. Oh, he, it's got great. It's like um, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's a great slugging percentage, but his home runs were like very low. Yeah, not batting a hundred, but no, like, no, <laughs> nobody. Many, can. Not many people can. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a tough feat. Yeah. No. Yeah. Good drinkable. Um, not summertime. Sweet. Summertime. Yep. See you later. Super fruity though. Like if if you're a person that doesn't like super fruity beers, it's not going to be for you. You know, Carissa if you want to taste this, yeah. If you want to like taste like a little bit bitterness and hops, definitely not a beer for you. But uh, fruit beer lovers, rejoice. Rejoice. Or dessert beer. Yeah, yeah. Even a little bit of dessert beer for sure. Yeah, good. Not it's great. Getting a little better, but um, I think it's like crushable. really good. Mm-hmm. Getting a little better, but still, I stand firm. <laughs> it's better than last time. That's all we it can. It's better for. than last time. So it's probably at least a year newer than. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say, Jacob, don't feel bad about swinging too far in the other direction because the other beer you had was probably probably old. old. <laughs> yes. All right. Anything else? You guys have to say on Dream Vision. I'm allergic to it. No. Cool. All right. Well, that's Dream Vision from Boulevard Brewing Company. Sounds like a recommendation, even if it's a light recommendation. Check it out. Should be pretty easy to find. All right. Well, let's get into our uh, featured review here. We're talking Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin is written by M. Night Shyamalan and Steve Desmond. Oh, sorry. M. Night Shyamalan, Steve Desmond, and Michael Sherman, and it is written uh, based on a book by Paul Tremblay. Uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, it stars Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Rupert Grint, Nikki Amuka Bird, Ben Aldridge, Abby Quinn, and Kristen Kui. Q? Kui? Uh, plot synopsis reads, while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. What did you guys think of Knock at the Cabin? It was okay. It This one, I don't know. I feel like it wants, it. there's something there like it wants to say, but also it, if it is... I can only take it. it. It's not like the feeling I got with it, the last movie, right? Infinity Pool. Listen to the last episode. Didn't know our thoughts. Yeah. Hear our thoughts. <laughs> this is like a movie that it felt, you know, like a director knows what he's doing. He's done this for a while now. Yeah, we just looked it up. Fucking nineties. He said yeah. it. Early nineties. Mm-hmm. And it has some pretty interesting looking shots. I mean, it's like pretty well done technically, but just the story and plot I thought were pretty dumb and I don't know if it's meant to be like left behind or like the next <laughs> like if it's meant to be like a biblical movie it, because it feels kind of like that but I don't know it it was fun it 
it was short. I was interested, even though I do feel like I was kind of bored of it by the end. But it didn't overstay too long for that. So overall, you know, it felt like a very like I it felt like a movie that I could see a lot of people talking about and kind of enjoying. But it's not really for me. Well, that's true <clears throat> because it was the first movie to dethrone Avatar. Seriously? Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, there Took we go. Number one at the box office. There we go. <laughs> and the movie, there's no, there hasn't been a movie come out since Avatar that's done that. So. Yeah, I'm kind of in the um, same boat. I think or same it, cabin. <laughs> or the same, <laughs> same knock. Um. It was okay. I left it thinking the exact same thing. Like it felt like it could have been a short story that kind of got probably was a short story. (laughs) I think it was a a novel. It was a novel. Yeah. Yeah. Like it did feel like it was based on a short story to me. Like I looked up, I was like, is this, how would they make that into a novel? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The cabin at the end of the world is what the, yeah. And I don't think that's a short story. I think that's like a full novel. I don't know. We can dive into it, but, um, I think, I don't know if if religion was, obviously religion is a pretty big part of this, uh, clearly, but I couldn't tell if he was being serious into the religion part or kind of mocking it at times, um, which I'm sure Kyle loved the religious undertones or overtones, I guess. <laughs> They're not. We this. all have problems, but we have to serve the Lord. Exactly. Um, I think performances were okay. I mean, it kind of felt a little soap opery at times, and it kind of felt like TV movie. This movie gave me a lot of TV movie vibes. Um, CG was mediocre <laughs> at best, I would say. I don't. I think there was a decent budget behind this, because I, if I'm not mistaken, we looked into this and had a pretty decent budget, but clearly a lot of that went to the... Um, the actors and not necessarily it's 20 million. So I guess it wasn't that crazy. No. Yeah. I was to say what actors <laughs> like, I mean, Dave Batista and Jonathan Groff, maybe it is. Yeah. That's pretty. the only two. Batista, I don't know how much he can fetch yet, but yeah. he's, he's a, he's an icon. He's a figure that everyone kind of knows and guardians yeah. of the galaxy, right? Guardians and professional WWE wrestler yeah. first. So I am laughing because one of the reviews on it, she said, Book started great, but quickly fell flat. Probably would have made a better short story. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. There you go. That's exactly what I felt. I actually didn't read any of the reviews. Felt the same thing about the movie. <laughs> of this. Um, had watched it. There was like four people in the theater. So f- huge when I, when I go see it. For Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My theater was pretty busy, actually. That was a Friday. I went Friday at like 11.50. So like a noon showing. Mm-hmm. Um. Jacob had a similar experience. For some, my my movie started, and it what didn't have any sound, and it like started already into the movie. Oh no! So I was like, oh my god, how far into it? So I was like, or did it just start? Was I watching? Because it like skipped right to the girl like already. Were you like, there like at? Were you there? No, like I was before. before time? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So like it, I was yeah. there for the previews. Okay, so it was definitely the movie. Yeah, yeah. No. And they actually didn't even show any previews. It was just, it went straight to the movie, which I'm cool with that. I would, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Prefer that. <laughs> but um, the only thing is, it, I walked, and it was like pretty much her writing down the, like I didn't make, miss much, but I was like, oh shit, should I be watching this right now? Because how much am I missing? And mm-hmm. But 
overall uh, fine experience. But um, yeah, it was mm, meh. <laughs> um, yeah, I can definitely see like those sides of the argument and even disliking it a little bit. I could agree with. Um, I liked it a fair amount. And I think most of that comes from understanding what I'm getting into and kind of being an M night fan. Um, you're definitely the resident fan. Yeah, for sure. So like, you know, I know what I'm getting into. Like, I know that the performances are going to be a little soap opera and like a little Mm. bit cheesy and, uh, you know, like a lot of it's, it's going to have religious undertones and deal with like faith and things like that. So, you know, I know what I'm getting into in that regard. Um, this is, I don't know when the last time he did something that wasn't, um, well, I guess the last movie old was based on a graphic novel and that, that was completely fucked up because a lot of times f- are I feel all like of his he films should, original, like is like his, a good amount of them like I is, think. um, Village, written yep, by like Village Signs and so like all of Six Sense, like that's like written by. But then the most recent yeah. are all ever since like Splice yeah. or whatever the first Split. one was. Split. Yeah, I mean Avatar, right? Yeah, Avatar. Yep. Uh, old was a graphic novel. This is based. What about on Lady in the Water? Was that that was based on a book too? Wasn't it? I'm not sure on Lady in the Water. I've never even seen Lady in the Water, so I don't know. M Night Premium. <laughs> that would be huge. That would we'd be huge. have to separate it for sure, but. I mean, either either way, I think, I've yeah, I think his like almost all of his movies. I think his um his original stuff is his best, is my favorite. But it's also before a time that he was really like almost drug into the mainstream. Like he he was making these movies, and then like he was stereotyped, and to a se- to a degree where it's like, what the would you say that stereotype so was? Like, I mean, b- delivering on like this twist factor like all these movies you Uh-oh. have to have a twist like yeah you, you're okay. sh- he's shoehorned into it and i don't know i i think like i feel like him doing avatar was kind of tr- almost a way him trying to step away from that where it's like this <laughs> isn't gonna have a twist this is like based off of a kids and like animated show like it's not gonna have some crazy have you guys seen that I've, I've, yes. I've never seen it i watched it is it it was horrible. okay so here's my question <laughs> and it's the same question i had with death note is it bad because it doesn't follow no it's bad the story so i remember to this day because it was the worst movie i've ever seen in a theater for me yikes and like it was was that because you were a fan so i mean definitely or was the movie itself like it was bad is it objectively bad or is it subjectively bad? so like it was i just remember they instead of trying to make like a new story or try to make the story fit in that amount of time and honestly you can't right yeah, that yeah. show was like a hundred. It's like five, yeah, like five, ten you, seasons. Six seasons or yeah, like or not ten seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't do it. So, no. but he tried. So like it would be literally like go out to black. It would be like a different episode. Then like go to black. Then be like a different episode. And they didn't like connect at all. So it was really jarring. And if you've seen the show, you understand. Oh, that's from this episode. But if you hadn't, you would have no idea. It would be so confusing to watch. Because it was so not cohesive at all. It was just trying to get like some parts out of each of the episodes. Yeah. Whereas like it just doesn't work. There was a reason why the show was so many episodes because... 62. Yeah. Three well, seasons. Well, now they're working on a series adaptation of the show. Not... A yeah. Movie. We'll see. <laughs> it's still... I don't know how... Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. We'll 
back to knock at the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do think he had a slight return to form like recently and yeah, he's, he's all over the place, but for the most part, I did like the movie. I think there were some interesting shots. Um, you know, the acting, yeah, there's like some over the top stuff, some corny stuff, but I actually thought Dave Batista was really good. Yeah. I thought the kid was pretty good for being a, a child actor. Yeah. She's like, you know, heightened in a sense and kind of might say some things that a, a normal kid wouldn't say or act in a way that a normal kid wouldn't. But, uh, she, you know, just seems very intelligent <laughs> for her age. So that kind of fit. Um, and then in terms of the story, I thought it was, I thought it was the premise is super interesting. I just wish that it went in a more ambiguous direction. Yeah. I don't like the commitment that they took and we'll talk about that in spoilers, but I really thought that dragged it down. Um, cause it seemed like they were going to go in an ambiguous yeah. direction and then they just totally committed to one way or the other. And I'm like, well, that's not like, that makes it less interesting. Um, same thing with like the, just like the conversations and the kind of psychological or philosophical angle that you want to look at it is like, what would you do in this situation? Or like, would you make this sacrifice? Is this real? Is it not real? Those conversations, the writing wasn't up to par, like to, to have those like heightened intellectual conversations where like, I feel like this could have been an awesome, just like to take another 15 million off the budget and just make it completely dialogue driven where it's like, mm-hmm. are these people telling the truth or not? Like, where do your own personal motivations come into play? And I like the, the flashbacks in it because they felt short and brief enough to give you a little bit of background to the characters, but not like play out like super long where it, it takes you away from the main story. And some of that stuff is super shorthanded, you know, like just like the, the like adoption scene and like looking at the Jesus mural, stuff like that. You know, there's some really shorthanded writing in here, but it works for this kind of story because yeah, you don't want to be here for more than two hours and, you want to get like a little bit of character background, but you know, not just enough to so you inform, can understand their decisions. Yeah, enough to inform their decisions exactly. So I thought that stuff was good, but it didn't play out in an interesting way, really. Right. So that's yeah. what really took away. From <laughs> I yeah. wanted more. I gray feel like and less black and white. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it was like literally, it started building up like, oh, this is that kind of interesting, like the ink. Because I thought it was just going to be like the big thing was going to be that decision. Yeah. Not going to be like, Oh, are these people even telling the truth? Like, you know, and trying to get into that ambiguity, but then like that did not last very long. Yeah. And then the end, I honestly kind of hate, but I, I hate that. It was so like, Oh, I, I don't know if we're, are we talking about spoilers? No, we're not. not yet, but we'll, we'll get into yeah. it soon. Very soon. I mean, we finished our, general thoughts yeah. if we're ready to move into spoilers we definitely can this is a movie that obviously leans heavy spoiled, into spoilers yeah. yeah obviously being Shyamalan so uh, if anybody's interested in seeing it stop now fast forward timestamps or wait yeah to the end of this review exactly timestamps <laughs> will be available so uh, let's get into spoilers now if you want to just go to the ending then that's fine yeah so it turned out yeah it, like uh, you uh, maybe you could say it didn't, but for me it's like it was pretty black and white. Yep, it was real. Yeah, 
And once the planes I, start falling from the sky and shit, like right. the other because things could be a, explained. Well, that's what he said too. Yeah. It's like the Andrew character was saying like, this was pre-recorded, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's like interesting. Yeah, I there. liked yeah. that. Yeah, I loved that. And then the plane started falling and then he like literally said word for word what the lady was saying on a breaking news. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, it well, just you killed the ambiguity. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all ambiguity is out yeah. the window. The apocalypse is happening. And, and I, you then have I was to do bored. This. I'm like, okay, so when is this going to end now? Yeah. And then it would just was like not interesting because you knew where it was going to go from there. You knew that the Eric character was, was going to kill. like yeah. sacrifice himself. And the daughter was taken completely out of the equation. Yeah, she went away. That, yeah, like, <laughs> and then I would have like loved to see a decision made with those three, like, and her being right there. Like, yeah, and, it's kind of fucked you, up. But like, that's think the, how fucked up it would be if you're like, well, I don't know if they are doing. If it, it still has left you with that question, like, is this actually happening? Yeah, because the entire last scene just. Yeah, it completely felt solved. I'm like weird. Okay, yeah, now it did he's just work. a good person. Blah yeah, blah. Yeah, doesn't it make the decision less impactful? Yeah, if yeah they it's know like they for have sure. to do it. And exactly. You know, and then you're like, yeah. okay, yeah. like you can't be mad at him for this. Like it would have been better. He becomes a hero in yes, that regard exactly. because he's like, oh, he saved the whole world. I know I'm going to save the whole world. Where it's like, yeah. if you di- if you sacrifice yourself without knowing that you really were going to save the world. That's that a is bigger decision. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a way bigger decision because, yeah, he just knows it's going to save and then he died and it just and everything even, immediately went and good. He even saw the future. So, like, well, he even we knew. don't know that. We don't know that. Well, he's, yeah, but he I mean, says that. But yeah, I feel still. like that is more of like, I felt like him saying that was him reassuring his was husband. Like right was decision. Like, yeah, exactly. I didn't feel like he actually had a vision. I, I did like the. I loved that mirror shot or whatever because I, I even noticed that in the, the figure before. Yeah, it, yeah I didn't notice it, the figure. I was like, what the fuck is that in the mirror? And I then, noticed the mirror, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it, pl- it turns out to be a plot point in the movie and I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. But I mean, yeah, ultimately where it goes is like so much less interesting than what it could have been. And I've, from what I know from the book, I don't know the, the, de- the end details of the plot of the book, but I know that it veers like a, the ending veers off from the book quite a bit Um, because the girl in the book dies from a stray gunshot. Like Dave Bautista's character, Leonard and one, and I think it's Andrew are fighting, struggling over the gun, just like how they do in the movie. But in the book, like when they're fighting over it, it ends up killing when, and I feel like that would have been bad. I'm glad that didn't happen, (laughs) but I, I still wish they would have, I feel like, the M night ending or storyline would have, would have been a more ambiguous, you know, story than what we got yeah. because he changed, he already changed it up quite a bit from the book. Like the first two thirds of it, what, from what I know is super faithful, but then the ending veers off and like, that's where you, that's where we wanted it to be more ambiguous anyway. So I don't know why he didn't do that, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was just, yeah, the ending I just borderline hated, but it's just <laughs> like, I was just waiting for it to end. I get it's like a happy ending, kind of, you know, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't like it was that terrible. It's just, yeah, as soon as he started repeating the exact words and stuff, it just, okay, now this is just, you know, now it's black and white, like you were saying. Now we I know felt the like end. the movie overall was super watchable and like yeah. it yes, flew by very. for me. Yeah. 
But yeah, in terms of like making it a great movie or like an M night staple, just like the obviously the changes that we were talking about, it that's where it really suffered. Like I I feel like I'm not really gonna ever want to rewatch this. Well, just I mean, there's not much to yeah, gain more. From if it. you like think about watching this again, really, it's just like you already know that okay, this is all real. There's just literally no like and urgency even, or like we yeah, even the mystery get, is gone. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even get breadcrumbs at all. You know, like. You know, a movie that relies heavily on the plot twist is Shutter Island, but... Well, to go back to M. Night, Sixth Sense, when you rewatch that, there's so many things it shows that you pick that up it was, on. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was telling a, you this the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. It, says, it says the whole time, he's dead. <laughs> like, this guy's not real. But he's this a ghost one and, isn't. You yeah. know, there isn't. It's just like, y- the whole thing is predicated on the fact that you don't know the ending and then once you do then there's literally no reason to go back no yeah and like look for bread because it doesn't there wasn't any no. everything was obvious in it right so yeah. well aside from the plot specifically what did you think of like themes and what did you glean from the movie overall besides <sighs> that I mean, I actually, I kind of liked the family aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I, I liked them together. Thought it was, you know, kind of a, they seemed like a strong family. I just felt very, I, like I liked them together. And I that's guess. even written into the movie. He said, Leonard says, I think it was you because your love is so, so pure. pure. Right. Yeah. So kind of nice. Yeah. I did like that. And I also liked Honestly, that if this is going to be like taken almost like biblically, that it's like a gay couple that ended up saving the world. I thought that was kind of funny, ironic yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. But I did love the, well, I loved it until they said it. I yeah. love that it was obvious. It was like, oh, this is the Four Horsemen. And then they say. Oh, the I know. Like, I feel oh the same way. I'm God. like, as soon as they walked in, I'm like, oh, they're the Four Horsemen of Apocalypse. And they yeah. said, I'm like. I wanted uh, to feel like I'm like pulled this. I was going to bring yeah. this into the review. Even though it's be so like, obvious. Yeah. Yeah, like you was. saying it ruins it. It does. <laughs> but I feel like it's obvious like if you pay attention, if you know anything about biblical though, but yeah. like maybe yeah. you don't and it no, wouldn't be true. so obvious. And then, but like it should have been that because that could have been a crumb to come back to maybe. Mm-hmm. If they didn't say that, you could go, oh, they were the four heart, you know, right. yeah. but they said it. So like, and even how like they're, their personalities or behaviors were laid out like you could have gleaned that yourself and instead and it was enough out, already like, he was like uh redmond is malice and yeah she is <laughs> they literally just give her yeah like laid it all out for you it's okay, all of humanity you. the four heart i'm like oh gross <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad yeah um but there is a there is in a lot of ways it connects back to signs too like the the main character like regaining his faith and stuff like that and it feels like there's a little bit of that in the couple where eric has i don't know if he's lost his faith or something like that but anyway like he by the end he comes around to it but then i heard somebody else say that like in a worldly sense like they believe this and it's kind of them coming back to to believe that this is possible or this is happening so you know, like they are trying to convince two very non, like some skeptics, faith, yeah, skeptics <laughs> to bu- to get them to buy into it. And I don't know if M Night is like 
super religious or what his I know. views are. I mean, honestly, I'm watching a couple of his watching movies this. I don't feel at any way that you could take this as not being like trying to show you as like maybe yeah. it is real. Yeah. Like yeah. God is real. Yeah. I didn't like that. angle I don't. Because I felt like that was <laughs> yeah. too hard of an angle. But it felt like left behind the night Shyamalan. <laughs> there is. OK, so subtract that. Yeah. The this actually is a nice post covid movie because there are things like the things that they show on like the news reports or whatever like you could buy that as just like regular news events or whatever like they don't have to be tied to the apocalypse like that's what i that's where i like the ambiguity of it right and i felt like it was a nice connection back to like around the time of covid where it's like people were saying that they were like this is the end of days and right. it's and like, do you believe that or not? Do you think this is a sign of the apocalypse or not? But then other and, people and are like, it's, no, it's just, it's a I kind of felt like it was saying like where it was going to go. It was like, you could spin any natural disaster or you could spin any infection into a sign of the apocalypse. Yeah, but, as many and I thought that's do. where it was going. Yeah. Where it was like, you Which could spin anything like that. into that. Yeah. But then by the end, but it's when like, it was actually yeah, the apocalypse, it. I'm just like, oh yeah. So, <laughs> I like the idea, but the yeah. execution felt Yeah, short. just the ending sucked. I I'm mean, just like, all oh, it is magic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not some actual explanation for it. Yeah. Because, I mean, every that's how I feel like everything is cheap. I mean, the reason why science is so amazing, because it was so much work and so took so many people and so much everything to figure out, like, you know, Einstein's theory relative, you know, like all this stuff. But, like, the reason why it was so boring before, it's just like, oh, because... You know, the god of rain did it. Science rules. Yes. It's like, god of rain did it. Oh, Zeus, he did that. Duh. It, just like, you know, the god of the gaps, right? Just everything. Oh, if you don't know, I explain it. God. And then I'm like, okay, but how are they going to explain this? And then it's like, oh, god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of boring. I was looking for a little more. Yeah, I'm with you there for sure. Probably um, higher on it on the first watch than subsequent watches would be. If there are because exactly, yeah, because you lose a lot when the mystery's gone. You lose a lot knowing the end. So, yeah, but like I said, I thought it was super watchable. I thought it flew by for me. There were some like things that I thought looked pretty. I liked that the first like axe shot where it's on the axe. It's like. Mm-hmm. The camera like goes with it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty nice. Also, looking. can we also talk about the horror tag on this movie? Just I, as much I didn't as know any that. Other movie. I just said thriller. <laughs> like, yeah, I said this, this is, is a thriller, thriller, mystery thriller. There's literally movies that have are lighter on horror than this, and they still get that tag. Like name one. <laughs> Come on, there's a there's a lot. Okay, I did have this conversation before. Like, what separates thriller from horror? For me, horror is always violent. Yeah, it's like grotesque. It has to have something very violent. Well, this is PG thirteen, so it's R. What can they show? This is R. Is it R? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guarantee really? it's R because of the swear words. That's it. Mm, I don't think so. I think it's PG thirteen. No, I already looked. At it. I just looked. But like, okay, okay, it's R. But it, <laughs> it has to be like grotesque, though. Like, think about. I mean, the ring is PG thirteen, right? Yeah. And I would say that's more violent than this. Yeah, for sure. Um, this yeah. is this could be PG thirteen easy. It could be. There could be an edit of this. But they didn't even I, show unless, any I of the I'm, kills. Yeah, I, I guess I'm glad that it was R 
not that I needed to see the like the them killing like each other for the sacrifice or whatever that is like not important that'd be dope though sure but you need the oh fuck factor this yeah this there could be more for yeah, sure it'll, if it's R they should have showed it <laughs> yeah I guess that's yeah for, true but this is R like Halo 4 Halo 1 is M mm, sure whatever I've got to take your word on that one <laughs> All the Halo fans know. A um, couple more technical things. Opening credits, amazing. Because uh, they kind of show, <coughs> like, you can tell when you when you learn who each person is, then it's like, oh, that's where each of those things came from. Because they were, like, doodling on. There would be, like, a nurse schedule or whatever. And be like, oh, that comes from this person and blah, blah, blah. Uh, plus the font, amazing. Uh, the There were... Moments of the score that were awesome. Not saying the whole score was awesome, but there were moments that were awesome. And then CGI or whatever. Yeah. Fire at the end. Terrible. That tsunami wave, though, was pretty nice. Yeah, I thought some of it, because, like, I don't think the budget was that huge, right? It said 20 million. Yeah, so, like, I thought it was pretty solid for the most part. But, yeah, the fire, not good. Yeah, fire, terrible. But I did. And uh, tsunami wave. Pretty good. Yeah, I thought the. I would hope they could do good planes. I mean, it it could easily make it look pretty bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. In the water, I did think that looked good. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen like those videos of the tsunami, you know, from like Japan, where it's just like this wall. You're just like, fuck. Can you imagine that? Yeah, watch mountains. Yeah, you see the wall. It's like Interstellar. Those are mountains. I said mountains. (laughs) I said watch mountains. Interstellar scene. Yeah, the best. The best. Can't beat that. Um, I think that's about it for me. Do you guys have anything else to say? No. Knock the cabin. It was. I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. Well, it was just. Anyway, I thought it went from. I thought you were at mid to mid plus range. Now you're. No. Don't like it. I was at meh. Oh okay. He's <laughs> like, no, I was at meh range. I said meh. Yeah. Sure. Okay, well, let's rate it out of five stars. What are you guys going to say? I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it a two. I am a light 3.5. That's the M. Night pass. That's the M. Night bump right there, baby. In full effect. Let's go. All right, let's get into some nano reviews. Who wants to go? So, I have a show. Let's hear it. All right, so... It's part one. Already finished oh. it. Talked a little bit, Joshua, about it earlier. Uh, I wa- I finished the first part of season four of You. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the season four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you've seen everything up oh, to yeah. this. I've oh, I've been okay. watching it. Okay. Since it started, <laughs> I've seen like one episode. I think of the whole show. So, I love this show, and it, it's definitely. Why are you gay? <laughs> it definitely changes so much. You have like from season to season. It's weird that they can keep it interesting because like the first season is like the ambiguous. You are like you're following the story of the stalker, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have like the second season that's kind of like part two. Oh, he finds somebody else, and then you have part three. You know, which is like okay, now he's married and with somebody, and then that Doesn't turns it like, into like whole thing. 
Doesn't it flip the tables at some point and he becomes like a victim? Well, see, and that's that's a thing. And now you're in here in season four and that's kind of it. Like he's kind of the victim. Somebody else is kind of pulling the strings and he's kind of forced to follow along when he's not trying to. He's trying to finally separate himself from that Mm. world. And it's so weird that they keep coming up with this and making it interesting off of this one, you know, season one, which probably was meant to be like a one off. Could have been fine as a one off. But somehow they keep it interesting. I This show has got that like, I don't know, that kind of just one more energy that yeah, a lot yeah. of shows that I watch don't quite have. Like even if I love the show, a lot of times, you know, I, maybe I don't want to like directly go into it, but they just flow so well to be binged. Like mm-hmm. this is one of the most bingeable shows I've ever seen. It just so it constantly keeps you thinking constantly keeps you interested and just gets its hooks into you and drags you along for the ride and i mean it's a little over the top for sure it's a little overacted but i take it it's like a whodunit you know or this one's like kind of a whodunit and it has that kind of energy right it's yeah if you think um like glass onion right which you watch you probably talk about yeah it's like you know (laughs) It's meant to be kind of like that, right? Or bodies, 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 I guess, if for Travis. Out there. Yeah. It's a yeah, mystery that keeps the the person, you know, in the dark until I guess the reveal, right? There's like a Yeah, there's always like I mean, and then even when the show has its reveals, which, you know, happens each one, it's still interesting afterwards because it's like, okay, Kind of like how is he, everyone kind of ends up, okay, now he's kind of in a mess. And now you're like, okay, how the fuck is he going to get out of this mess? <laughs> and Yeah, but why, okay, my question is, from what I know of the show and the character, why are we rooting for him? Isn't that problematic? So you're not really rooting for him. So like in he's the, like a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an like interesting dynamic. The first one, you're almost like wanting him to get caught, but then right. he just keeps getting away and you're like, oh, fuck. But then like, you know, by like season three, you it starts changing the dynamic a bit. And then season four definitely is you're almost like, OK, you want him to kind of get out of it. That's what I'm saying, though, is d- <laughs> what happens to you're forgiving him from what he does in season one and two? No, that's a th- <laughs> like. But at the same time, it's I don't know. It just makes it very I mean, I think part of what helps that is like there's like, you know, a long time between each season. So it's not yeah, the same a huge time gap between <laughs> and, each. And like even as a wa- viewer, I mean, like I would have to restart from the beginning again. But it was almost like it time comes in across the show, not literal. time. Yeah. Well, time literal time, I mean, but also time in the show. But I mean, literal time. It's just kind of hard to remember. <laughs> but even let's say you rewatch it from the beginning again. A lot of times the things he gets into like. It's not necessarily like he meant it to go that far. It was just like he kind of ended up getting his, you know, hand pushed, right? Like he's like, no, okay. From what I have seen, (laughs) I don't, like I said, I've only seen one or two, but from what I've seen, I remember there being a basement, a chamber. Yeah. Very rapey, very like the the worst of the worst person vibes. What do you mean, no rape? Like, there's no like he's not like rapist. No, he doesn't. I mean, do not that. literal, yeah. but 
It's a, you would have to watch the show. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God. You would have to watch it because, yeah, it just does it in a way that like makes you kind yeah, of confused. Then if I watched it, that would make it justifiable. Yeah. No, well, it'd be more like, <laughs> oh shit, somebody, like somebody woke up in my basement chained up to a wall and I'm like, Okay. Well, I can't oh, let them go because because obviously they're gonna think that's the, uh, me the, who the, did it. So like, what am I gonna do to get out of this? And then it turns into oh shit! Now I accidentally, you know, killed this person. I didn't want to kill this person, but like if I didn't kill them, then they would have figured this out. And then <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I'm missing a lot. Of it's guess, a bit like it would yeah. be impossible. It's so like such a web. But yeah, it's very layered. It's not like you necessarily want him to win either, but it's just interesting to see how he gets out of it. If you think maybe yeah. Dexter, I guess is like yeah, an example. Dexter one. is a bad guy, right? Yeah. I He's mean, a serial the, killer. He does. In the most like baseline example, yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like you're almost rooting for the bad guy. Well... I don't watch a lot of TV anyway, so I doubt, don't think I'm ever going to catch up on you. I don't watch that shit. <laughs> but I think this season is another interesting one. Obviously, it's there's two, Netflix split into two parts. So the next part comes out next month. So I won't know. Maybe it falls apart. Honestly, I think the third season might have been the best one. And But they're, they are, it's just like a bingey show that <clears> is like has cocaine in it or something. It just... You want to keep watching it after you mm-hmm. start it, unless you're Kyle. He didn't. Well, well I he started it, so I might get hooked too. I'm I'm definitely liable to the binge hook. I've done it before. It's well done. So it's, you know, I just don't see that show being up my alley. But I could be wrong. Could definitely be wrong. I yeah, I think every season so hey, far. Hey, you know been what? Great. I watched all of The Watcher, and that show was dog shit. Because I just had to know where they were going with it. It is way better than The Watcher. Yeah. So I can say faithfully that that's probably better than that show. Yeah. I like, I seen one in two seasons. I like season two quite a bit. Yeah. I would I say it's probably two. my favorite Netflix show. The end of the second season. Your favorite is crazy. Netflix show? Yeah. Over Stranger Ever? Things? Yeah. Have you seen all the Stranger Things? No, I haven't seen the last season. Have but you thought like about all the Netflix shows there are? I mean, I watch a lot. <laughs> what would be what would be your number one? I don't know. That's what I have to think about. But I'm saying like there's so many that there's no way. Mine's definitely strange. I mean, things. like I started technically Narcos is a Netflix yeah. Show. But see, I fell off of Narcos. What about, what's that one other one? Is that Narcos? No, the um guy with Pat, uh, J- Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Not pa- what's his? Yeah, the not was J- that Jason Bale? Was that a Netflix show? Oh, though? Ozark. I've never seen Ozark. Ozarks. I haven't Peaky watched Blinders I've heard is amazing. Oh, That's I heard Peaky show. Blinders is really good. Is that a Netflix show? I haven't mm-hmm. watched that. So, okay. see, it still so holds well, up. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I mean, I love The Witcher, for example, but I know it's not a great show. Uh, I just yes, love I it. I thought this. that was horrible. It's not a great show, but I love it. BoJack Horseman is better. I've watched it. I didn't stick with it, though. <sighs> you got to watch that. A lot of their shows I follow out. Even Stranger Things, I couldn't get my... I watched one episode of the new season. I'm just like, eh, maybe no, I'm not God, into Stranger it Things anymore. Stranger incredible. Like, still have never seen a single episode of it. I gotta watch. I that. mean, it's I guess so if you is it, it's done, right? Yeah. No, no. there's a whole other season. Oh, next okay. Year. When it's completely done, I'll consider it. It's I guess coming it, out next year. Okay. I guess if you count Baki, I'm, I'm Baki is up there too. I love Baki, but oh, like well, even still, I know that's not a great it's still, show. Exactly. Like, oh, there's a lot of ones I love, but this is the only one that has been consistent. Even when I started the season, I'm like, am I still gonna be into this? I've fallen off so many of. 
Netflix shows and then, you know, nope, I watched all like every episode in the first day. <laughs> so still got it. Season four, though, Stranger Things is incredible. Okay. Uh, I said next? Patrick Bateman. Isn't that fucking... Yeah, Patrick from, from, That's why yeah. I said you mean Christian Bale. <laughs> no, 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 Jason Bateman. Yeah, but Patrick yeah, Bateman yeah, yeah, is yeah, portrayed Christian by Bale, Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Bateman. You know, we talked about this movie a few times. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I have a f- a few. I have not a. <sighs> oh yikes! Okay, I guess I should go. Um, let's see. Well, you want to start with the big one? You can talk about this. <laughs> I watched Skinamarink. I know. <laughs> Huge. It's been a week. Um, but I did everything you said. Okay. I want to make that clear. I went in open <laughs> arms. Oh, my God. What? I just saw your scar. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went in open arms. And you know my type of horror, too. We've talked about this so many times. I love a shot where there's something like subtle or like, you know, in the background that mm-hmm. you can't really pick up on or whatever. Like, I love that shit in horror movies. And this was not that. Well, you don't have an imagination. Well, this wants to... I mean, yeah, I, I do have... Meh, okay, <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> it, it wants to put that out there, but it's like, for me, I'm, you know, 30 years old now. It's like, yeah, if I look into that void or whatever, I'm not going to f- think about that on my own because I'm not a kid anymore. Like it's scary when you're a kid and it's like, it puts you in that, I know. you're in that mindset and it's, yeah, it's like you can see those, the shapes and things do that. And this, like, I got, I should just say up front, I fucking hate this movie. I don't think it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> it's some experimental long form short film. It's an experience. Like I said, it is an experience. It, did you guys try, try this beer yet, by the way? I did, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely I haven't tried delicious. It yet. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. The prickly pear comes through. The prickly pear is very strong. Yeah. Sorry. I almost didn't mean to interject. I, I was waiting for you guys because I didn't know if you had it. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done. We can talk about it after this. <laughs> um, let's let's get down to just the, the, the basics. Um, how it was done. I absolutely hate... The filter that they use for this, the film grain, whatever that they put over this, it doesn't make it feel like it's set in the 90s. It makes it feel like it's set in the 70s, even though I understand that maybe they had a camera that was from that era or whatever, but it doesn't really feel like it was shot by anybody in like a found footage sort of way. Mm -hmm. It still feels like it's just like a camera placed around the house. Right. So I don't understand the disgusting filter that they use. I literally hurt my eyes watching this. Yeah, real. It was a terrible choice. Uh, and it was set on a loop in a, a very obvious loop as well. Like I could see the exact points where like, you know, these uh, blemishes were going to come through. I was like, oh, this is going to come here in about three seconds. And then boom, there it was. Disgusting. Hated that. Uh, the, the technique of, yeah, where these shots are holding on things for X amount of time. There was a couple good uses of it, and that's why, you know, hey, per system out of 100, this is where it shines because 
I do give the movie very light credit in some areas. There was a point towards the end that I thought was pretty effective, but besides that, nothing worked. I didn't feel any sort of uneasiness, terror, horror. I love the idea of like looking into the black and like seeing something, but I think the movie should have done more to kind of force that where even if it was very, very subtly, like put some kind of shape into that blackness where you could be like, oh, like, what is that? Did I see something? Did I not see something? But it is literally just black. No, I think they did it a couple of times. I'm pretty sure. I think that's just your mind. (laughs) Either way, it worked. For you. Yeah, for you. Which is why this movie is an experience. And I still will not write off anybody's love for this movie because if you felt that way, great. If you found this like horrific or terrifying to watch or even you were so engrossed in it, then that's great. I had the literal opposite effect of that. I was so disconnected from this movie, did not feel any terror. I thought like the, even like the dialogue and like what they were saying and talking and stuff like that. I was like, some stuff has sub subtitles and some stuff doesn't. And it all was just gibberish anyway. It didn't fucking matter. Like, I, I hated it. I literally did you, fucking hated it. Did you do any research on the the explanation of the scenarios of what the film was like, kind of based on? Uh, I, it definitely changes. Like, I know we're... Okay, if you're talking about this specifically, then I don't think so, unless it's the same thing as where the director came from, which is the director proved this concept from uh he would get viewers i forget what it was but he would get like people's like dreams or nightmares and he would like film them and that was kind of like a proof of concept for this film mm-hmm. so this is kind no of like not a, not that okay i'm not i sure don't want it because i think if you know it pr- prior i think if jacob plans on watching it then it'd be a spoiler I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I think it would put you in the right... I will say there's the no right. spoilers for this movie at all. It's not a spoiler, but I think it would put you in a different mind. I think you need to w- go in open-minded about this. Sure. And if I were to tell him what it's going for, I think it would kind of lessen the impact or increase. It would... I think it would affect his experience either way. Okay. Well then, don't. I mean, in case he wants to watch it, and I would love to hear Jacob's well, now opinion I'm on it. I'm interested because but it's you like have to do <laughs> you have two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and that's what literally. I said. This movie is that. Like he did. You, he did say that last. I don't time. think it's you like, can sit on the fence. I think you have to do that, and yeah, it's either one or the other. For like I said, and though, my, think, I, I will say I I was not trying to make a statement with this he's review like, I or literally rating. Just hate it. There, yeah, there is a there is a degree where I could feel like. You can appreciate it, but not buy into it or it works, but you're like, well, is it to the, is it up to the level of these films that have all of these things going for it? There's, there's so many things that factor into this movie because yeah, it was made on a shoestring budget. Um, it doesn't have like cinematography per se or score per se, or a lot of things that actors, actors, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't have a thing, uh, these things that general movies do or movies like fucking the godfather or 2001 or interstellar have right it's missing a lot of those factors so how do you rate it on things that it doesn't have um 
so yeah, I could I can understand I understand the mid scores more where it's like, well, yeah, I don't want you to sit on the fence, but I understand those yeah, scores. But it's also more like, now that I've seen it. Come on. It is a stance though. Like take a fucking side. Uh yeah, but I'm I'm not trying to make a stance. I'm not trying to make a statement sure, with but my review. Because I just my viewing experience was so poor watching this movie and I was so disconnected and so bored watching it. I wanted there to be, and I I kept watching it. That's the thing is like, I kept watching it and thinking like, there's going to be a point in this movie where it flips from like, I'm bored to like, holy shit, that's okay. This is where I'm at now. And that never happened. Sure. So I was just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> Cause it, it made me think that for the whole time. And then when it's over, it's like, now I'm pissed <laughs> that it wasn't there. So yeah, did not work at all for me. I have to do a little research into it and I think it'll maybe not help overall, but it'll help. Well, you got to send me whatever you're reading. Cause I looked there, like I looked at the, I think the only thing I looked at was like the Wikipedia, which was like the plot. Cause even then I was confused on like, what the breakdown was because it was so poorly constructed and like edited where like I was reading the Wikipedia plot and I was like, I did not, I did not understand that from what you showed. Like what this is, what this is, what I'm reading and writing, I didn't get from watching it. And I was, I was watched, I was dialed in. I was like, I'm going to get this movie (laughs) and I didn't get it. So I'll try and find it. Yeah. If you can anyway, did not like Skin and Rink. Hated it. You gave it a... I gave it a half star. <laughs> I fucking hated it. Uh, but but I will say, as much as I hated it, with some time and some separation, I will look into a rewatch down the road. Told you. It's interesting. It is something. It's not interesting. It is it is interesting in its premise and interesting in its execution, but it's not interesting to watch. I can tell you that. It's interesting to watch for about ten minutes, and then you get this, you get the idea, and you're like, okay, skip to the end. <laughs> well, I wish I would have done that. <laughs> okay, well, should I go again? Yeah, I mean, don't you like tell you now? What? Never mind. All right, Chris Stuckman is that a guy? Do I? No, I don't like him. Okay. I used to. Back okay. in the day. I do remember him being brought up. Okay. Um, I finally got around to watching First Blood. The 1982 classic that everybody fucking loves. This is where Rambo started. Even on the poster it says Rambo First Blood, but the movie's called First Blood. Uh, bought this on, Blind bought this on 4K few years back or a couple years back i think it was on black friday sale i want to say uh pretty short never uh never seen a single rambo movie in my life so no nostalgia for this just want to say yeah the first one and that's the best one so exactly everybody (laughs) says it's the best one and i thought it was pretty mid i did not love first blood uh, I think it's a pretty generic action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've heard the, you know, social conscious standing on this movie. You know, it's anti-war, all that stuff. But is it really like, yeah, mm, like it's a veteran yeah. that comes 
home with obvious PTSD. But then the solution to that is, uh, let's fight the let's fight the whole local police department. Yeah, <laughs> and like kill everyone. It just makes no fucking sense. It's so stupid. Uh, yeah, there's like some cool action scenes, and I don't know. It's just not. It's not like super well done and like up to par as like other '80s action films. Like we have, you know, Predator and Die Hard, which came out just a couple of years later. I mean, there's earlier action films that are better than this, and I I don't know. I think it's super mid. The setting does a lot for it. It's set in the Pacific Northwest, so like that just alone for visuals and uh, interesting settings and location that is doing a lot of heavy lifting for the movie. Don't think it's super well directed. Uh, Stallone is good in it. He's not great. Uh, probably as usual with most Stallone movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get the love for this movie, but I think it's pretty mid. I don't think I'll be watching the rest of the Rambo franchise unless we do a premium. <laughs> well, now my next premium. I... But I like the first one because I felt like it was just showing kind of like what soldiers who Vietnam soldiers kind of went through. They weren't like most soldiers who came back and were like lauded for everything they did. It's like they went to a war they didn't want to go to. They were forced to do terrible things. And then and then then they ended up being called back out of nowhere after every everyone dying and doing all these terrible things. And now they're just like, all right. That was stupid. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. Time to retreat. And then they get back and everyone hates them because they're baby killers and shit. And so they're like fucked up. And now all, now he's hated and now he has to go through all this. Yeah. Which is a good. It's like that's like a super surface level thing in the movie, though, where. Yeah. Other movies. There's a hundred other movies that do that. You know, go dis- explore those ideas way better than this, where it's like it says. Yeah, this is why this is happening. Okay, we don't care about that anymore. Let's get to the action where he's killing the police department. It's like, okay, cool. That's like that's like but the premise in the setup. And then, it, okay, throw that out the window. Movie, Who most cares? Most of them don't really even have anything, though. I mean, what was Predators <laughs> saying? Sure, but <laughs> that's like... <laughs> so at least it tried, that's all. Like No, first. you don't get bonus points like for trying. You get, like, if you're going to have that be in there, then... I feel like you almost need to explore it more where Predator it's like, yeah, it is dumb and mindless, but it's so dumb and mindless to the extreme where that's kind of what makes it good. But also I thought, <laughs> well, also at the end when he's like in the building, he has like that moment with his, like I, where I don't, I don't remember exactly what he says. I haven't seen this forever, but well, yeah, his like captain or general comes to the aid of the police department is like, oh, I'll be able to like talk him down or whatever. And there's a lot of stuff with that too. That just is not that interesting to me. And I don't know. No, yeah. I don't think it's great either. <laughs> yeah. It's, I do by like far it. from great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can see the appeal to it. It just was like, I've seen better action movies. I've seen better eighties movies. I've seen better war movies. I've seen better post-traumatic stress disorder movies movies why am i watching this that's is like yeah. mid on every level but i think it's pretty fair it's not great yeah i mean like all. i said there's i have never seen it up till now so i do think there's quite a bit of nostalgia for it especially with it creating a franchise and a series that oh people God, seem yeah. to love so yeah the rest of the series i think is pretty 
trash. Though. Have you seen like some of the newer ones though? I've there seen was... all except for the newest. Oh, okay. Because there was, yeah. I think there was like, one Blood. of the, there <laughs> yeah. was one of the newer ones that people liked. I'd quite like a bit. the newer one. Yeah. Like Ram, just Rambo. I can't remember the title. It's it called Rambo. Just Rambo. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because no. the last one's called it's Rambo One. I the first one. Rambo. Rambo Two. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Rambo Three. Then Rambo. And then last blood. And then last okay. Rambo. No, I two hated the one blood. that was just Rambo. Why? The ones you liked? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fucking action core fest. Yeah, but I don't know. That's kind of why. <laughs> when the people are walking through the landmines and they just get disintegrated. Yeah, it's gr- I mean, like it's violent. And he's shooting the 50 cal and they're just, <laughs> they're just limbs are blowing up. Yeah, like it's violent, but it's just like felt, I don't know, it was dumb. Yeah, it's great dumb. An, great, that's anti-war, the, that's, great anti-war movies. That's why I like the first one because like compared to the rest, like it was the only one trying to say anything whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I don't want my action not trying to say, say anything. Something. I mean, yeah. it's a pure but action movie. If you can movie. do both. But they can't. <laughs> it doesn't. So why not just to lean me, into one or the I, other? Yeah, that's why I feel like is it didn't say enough. It didn't lean in that direction enough. It didn't lean in like the action direction enough. I thought it was like right, right down the middle. And that's anyway. where the score ended up. Yep, two point five, two point five for first blood. Um, I have two more movies and one small thing. Got <laughs> to keep going. Yeah. God damn it. I got nothing. I well, Jacob can talk about this with me. Yeah. I watched Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Worst title of 2022. Uh, finally caught up with this one. Directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, yeah, I liked Knives Out. Uh, this is These are these movies that they're... They're definitely well made and there's so much money behind them. You're never going to watch it and say, oh, that's like a bad movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, the performances are all pretty good. Another Dave Bautista film, obviously. Oh, he's in it too? Yep. yep. No, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was intriguing, but not... I definitely felt less connected to the mystery element in this than Knives Out, where it's like I felt it hit a point in this where I was just like, I'm kind of like bored with like, I, d- I don't feel drawn into the mystery element anymore. I, f- I felt that too. And I was wondering if that's like, uh, because I think Knives Out was like kind of revitalization of the whodunit kind yeah, of exactly I like yep. genre, which like was Spartacus. Yeah. yeah classic whodunit. <laughs> it was like dead for like ever. Right. And I really only ever liked, I think maybe Clue. it needs to stay dead. Yeah. Like I think Clue was like the only one. And then, like, now we had, you know, Knives Out, Bodies, 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 Glass Onion, like... Um, <coughs> Murder on the Orient Express and, yeah. Death on an Isle, and Death on the Nile also yeah. came out yep. recently. So, and even the new season of You is kind of like it. So, it's just like... Murders okay. in the uh, Building, that Hulu show, is the same thing. There we go, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's just like, after Knives Out, like, did it, and it's like, okay, you know, now it's stale again. Like, the genre is, like, not easily predictable right that's the whole point of it but at the same time it's yeah. like even when you find out i it's like scooby-doo or something right it's like it's never at the end i'm like <gasps> like oh my god gas like what like it's just mostly like oh okay i could see how it would be that you know I yeah s- it's not that exciting for me i mean i did feel like the like the twist in knives out was like the reveal was like simple but like 
not predictable. I like the way they way. did it in this movie. Yeah, and I felt like they tried to like double down on that, where it's like the the writing in the movie, the writing on the wall was like, oh, it's so simple. It's just like, how did I not see that? It's so simple. Like literally, Benoit Blanc was saying that in the movie, like it's so simple, and it kind of was that way in Knives Out, and then it seems like they just doubled down on it in this, where it's like, why don't you take like a new spin on that and make it maybe super unpredictable like have like a third party element like have it be the stoner guy that keeps saying like you never saw me <laughs> or yeah something like that yeah like i don't know not, not the saying that's like the best idea but something in the opposite direction where it's like this was like he kept saying it's you know he kept saying those things and it was almost too predictable in this yeah and like that's how kind of how i felt i'm like oh it literally was trying to like subvert who else could it the be expect- but him? <laughs> yeah, it was like trying to subvert the expectation. Yeah, and it ended but, up- <laughs> but like by being like, oh, I'm gonna be so painfully obvious about it that you're like, maybe you won't know. But then yeah. it was like so painfully obvious that actually you, you did know. know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So and uh, then it's like, oh yeah, I, I was right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just from like a writing and like plot element, it's definitely not for me. And then there's some terrible comedic bits that are pretty bad and some not so great performances like I like all the actors in the movie but I feel like they're dialed up to like this is a movie that I feel like is pretty cartoony and soap opery and yeah in those performances and it sure the genre kind of calls for that just like just like the M. Night movie like the genre kind of calls for that but when the comedy doesn't work and they're still giving those performances and just like, uh, why, you know, I didn't, I feel like I didn't chuckle or laugh like at all and <laughs> super heavy handed on the COVID factor as well, which I'm just so sick of at this point. I know this was made in that era, so whatever, but yeah, this wasn't like really trying to say anything about COVID like sick was, this is just like, it's a part of the movie and yeah, I don't know. Again, it's well made, uh, you know, pretty high budget. There's a lot of elements to like about it. It looks great, but yeah, just I don't think these movies are for me, honestly. I, I've never seen Death on the Nile or uh, Murder on the Orient Express or even like Murder Mystery from Netflix. That was that was probably even before all of these but did movies. did you see Clue? I still have never seen Clue. Oh, really? No. Me neither. Oh. But... It's worth a watch, but I mean, you probably won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I just, I didn't, ca- I mean, again, I liked it. Like, it's not a bad movie at all. Super watchable the first time. This is also a movie that is going to have a terrible rewatch factor because it's so contingent on you yeah. not knowing anything. Like, rewatching this is going to be, I feel like, super boring. So, uh, I landed on a three. Liked it. Did not love it at all. I'll be, uh, Hopefully, I'll be hesitantly was it was it cautiously optimistic for Knives Out three whatever you want to call it the third I, one <laughs> I don't know I hope he takes it in a new direction I'm like honestly I don't know if I am I really liked li- Knives Out too but now I'm kind of already burnt out on the yeah. whole I would like to rewatch genre. Knives Out because I've only seen it once and it's been a long time I saw it in theaters so I would like to rewatch it to see where. I stand on that movie. But keep it going. Jacob, you have anything else? Oh my God. You guys are killing me. 
Watch more movies, bro. Okay. Uh, I only had two days off. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Besides that, uh, one thing I could burn through super quick is I finally dug into Cabinet of Curiosities, Guillermo del Toro's. Oh, yeah. Cabinet of Curiosities, and I'm just gonna go in uh, chronological order. I'm not gonna you try watch to skip Oliver? around. No, oh. just the first one. Okay. Yeah. So, have you guys seen? I haven't seen. Both any have of seen. Them. Oh, you've never seen any of them. I want to. Though. Jacob, did you watch mm. any of them? No. Oh, okay. Okay, so I watched the first episode, which is, I believe, it's called Lot 36, I think. Um, and uh, this stars Tim Blake Nelson and, yeah, Lot 36. It's about a guy who buys a storage locker um, from a strange old man uh, and then gets more than he bargained for when he's he's trying to repay his debt and... Um, yeah, he gets more than he bargained for when he finds out it's tied to a satanic cult. So, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty straightforward in that sense. Um, I've heard a lot of these are kind of boring up until they get to a certain point and then it's like they end so quickly. And in true Guillermo del Toro fashion, I don't really think that's the point. I think it's trying to say something a little bit more than that. This was also written, the story was also written by Guillermo del Toro or partially written by him. So there is obviously war involved. It's a veteran. (laughs) Um, Of course. And yeah, there is a, uh, a Hispanic lady also who, who is trying to regain some of her belongings as well from this and, uh, kind of gets shut out. So, you know, she becomes a victim and plays a large factor in the fate of the main character. So yeah, I feel like it's saying more than, you know, what's, you know, just surface level, um, like I said, in true Guillermo del Toro fashion, but I liked it, uh, a decent amount. I didn't love it by any means, but it's pretty short, super watchable. Um, yeah, Tim Blake Nelson's great and the effects at the end are, are pretty good as well and kind of unsettling. I like the, I like where it goes with the, satanic cult angle uh and just his his outcome is kind of a reflection of you know his ideals and just who he is as a person he's kind of a redneck he listens to conservative talk radio and so on and so forth and yeah you know as much as it's on the nose as it is it's i feel like that's just like tv like it's not it's not a movie it's not gonna go deeper than that but yeah it was pretty good so i'm excited to watch the rest of them that one was directed by guillermo navarro who did old stuff what did he direct though i think he directed he's done a lot of tv he was a cinematographer for pan's labyrinth okay so he's never directed a movie wow he directed one tv movie so Dude's done a lot of TV, and yeah, so he's worked with Guillermo del Toro before. But yeah, I uh, <clears throat> some interesting directors on the rest of them. So I'll uh, that'll be something that I'll be chipping off in the just like whenever I have time because I'm not really watching like a show right now. So if like I have less time than a movie, but like you know I want to get an episode in, mm-hmm. that'll be something I go to. Okay, finally, last thing. Watched 10 Things I Hate About You oh, shit, for the dude. first time last I, night. I really like this movie the first time I 
I've heard. I've it's, only seen it once. I've heard it's a you know I I yeah like, I, I liked it quite a bit. I didn't really know about it growing up, which is weird because like in the same time frame we watched. I don't know what were like cult what were like movies what classic teen movies around the how to lose Pie. a guy in ten days. How to lose a guy? Okay, that's like a more of like a rom com. Like I'm thinking like of a like a high school teen movie. Like American Pie, Mean Girls, Bring It On. Mean Girls was 2004, but yeah, in that around that same era. So yeah, like all of those movies, but like I never really heard about this one that much. It didn't feel like it, it broke through as as much as it should have. And maybe I was too young for it because I didn't watch it until high school. It was 1999, yeah. right? I so it my senior year. Yeah, but everybody says it's like a classic teen movie, and definitely see that. There's it's super, like. Uh, it's super. What's the word I'm thinking of? Just like Breakfast Club. Hyper. I don't know. Just like it is like so teen movie esque. I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is. Anyway, Cliche, tropey, yeah, stereotypical. Yeah, all the things. Yeah, stereotypical. Thank you. It is like <laughs> such a stereotypical high school movie. It's. I can see why it is lauded as that. This is as uh, like a Heath, classic. Heath Ledger and uh, JGL. Yeah. yeah. Both great in it. Um, yeah, I, I liked the teen actors in it. Julie Stiles also. But there are things like, there are weird like jumps in the plot and like some super confusing editing and just things like that where it's not, it's not super cohesive, I would say. And a lot of the jokes kind of fall flat at the expense of that as well. It's really weird. I can remember literally nothing about this movie. I guarantee I haven't seen it. So I know I've seen it, but I literally cannot remember a single thing except who's in it. Yeah. Uh, And you have seen it. So there you go. Yeah. (laughs) So apparently it doesn't stick (laughs) with you. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty average in terms of like those these types of movies, I think there's more, a lot more memorable movies in this same realm. And I don't really know why this one gets so much praise, possibly because it's like people kind of hold Shakespeare up to this level. Right. And this is like a super direct adaptation of the taming of the shrew. They like the characters name. A lot of the characters names are the same. There's tons of references to Shakespeare the main girl gets called a shrew in the movie at one point. Oh, good. And so I feel like some people are just like, oh, it's a Shakespeare adaptation, which, which means it's good. Not necessarily. Uh, it still has, like I said, a lot of cliches, tropes, and things that just aren't uh, not up to par at, like to some of the best high school teen movies, especially from that decade as well it has a very weird letterbox skew as well like it goes kind of like steadily up and then it's like four huge dip down four then like five, five so yeah it's crazy it's just it's weird yeah i feel like that's kind of the nostalgia poking through at this like if you watch this movie in that time like in your youth i feel like there's a lot of nostalgic love for it but it is it is still a good movie for sure it's there's i feel like it's self-aware enough to you know, like the the whole counselor thing. Um, oh God, wh- who plays her? Allison Janney plays the counselor. Like, there's like some jokes in there that I, I feel like are very self aware, and there's other things as well. But yeah, it's it's just not up to par to some of like the classics, like I said. But 
I still liked it. I gave it a three. Good job, Kyle. Okay, I did it. Made it through all of everything. Okay, anything else for you guys? No. No. <coughs> you got it. All right, well, we got to talk about a huge news topic. Got to get you guys on the mic here. AMC. Have you heard about this? Are you talking no. about the seats? Yep. Yes, I did hear about this. Well, it's so hot button that we had to get the Southern Cinema take on it. AMC it. has announced price changes for their tickets based on your view line in the theater. So middle seats in the middle row, or well, middle seats in yeah, middle seats of the middle rows will be what's called a premium viewing <laughs> ticket or whatever. Uh, front row will be cheaper, and then there will be standard seating as well. Now, one thing to take into consideration is a lot of people just saw this as like a blanket statement, and it's only for t- movies after 4 p.m., I think, and for like certain show times, possibly even certain movies, if it's like a popular movie. Yeah, if it's like they a could movie do it for think, like a Marvel movie. Or right, if it's like an Avatar in, Infinity Pool, they might not even do this at all yeah because there right. was like four yeah people they just want to sell tickets period yeah um so that's something to take into consideration but what are your thoughts on it overall so is i didn't a good idea or a bad idea for theaters i didn't read how much like how much more is it a dollar or something like i believe the range it ranges from theater to theater depending on your region but i believe it ranges from one to three more or you save one to three if you buy the poor seats. <laughs> the poor people seats. Yeah, the plebeian seat. Yeah. I don't care. Honestly, it doesn't change. I would, I mean. Yes, I you d- don't. No, no, we're not talking about you. Yeah. We're talking about, <laughs> is this good for theaters specifically? I think it's a bad look. I think a lot of people will just read the headline on something like that or just see the fact that anything is increased in price whatsoever. I mean, gas goes up 10 cents. People are like, oh, it's the end of the fucking economy. And they freak out. So, yeah, I think it's going to look really bad. I think maybe some people get annoyed and won't go just because of that. But More like a boycott. Yeah, but I don't think it would be that lasting. I think eventually people will forget about it. And if it becomes a thing that they actually stick out and keep, because maybe they just put that out there and drop it immediately after yeah, they I see the reaction to it. I'll see. I, I think there's it's too far invested. I think they've changed the computer system already. To yeah. like, and there's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I think theaters need to do something, right? We know how much they're struggling. So if this is one way to gain a little bit extra money... For like big movies that they know people will pay for whatever anyway to get in, sure. I mean, they theaters need money. But here's the thing. You are going to a show, there's two tickets left, it happens to be in the middle. And it's a few dollars more. I don't know. Yeah, but that could be a lot. If it's so say you have a family of four and there's four seats left. In the middle seat, the four middle seats. We'll say because no one else wanted to buy them. I feel like well, that, is, pay that is more unlikely than yeah. My my situation is, or my concern <coughs> is, theaters are understaffed. Like, they've already merged, <clears throat> in most theaters, not Jackson, merged ticket lines and concession lines. Nobody ever goes into theaters, ushers to check on them, whatever. 
like people are going to buy these lower tier seats you think and they're just gonna move fight, yeah. to the middle seat. And then it's going to be like, well, people buy the middle seat and they're going to go there and be like, okay, you're in my seat. And there's going to be just this fucking unnecessary clusterfuck of, yeah, like people moving seats and things like that. I feel like there's no way that teens and even old people, I bet I would not be surprised if old people took advantage of this system and said, yeah, give me the cheapest seat possible and then move to the whatever seat they yeah. want. Yeah, but I'm saying if you it was like you were saying they're only going to do it for like big movies, you know. Well, I said that's a possibility. Yeah. I oh, know if they do fact, it for every movie. I know movie, for a fact it's only shows after a certain yeah, time. Yeah, if they do it for every movie, then obviously people are going to just pay the cheaper ticket right. and sit in the middle cuz no one's going to care. And none of the except for those like managers who do way more than they're paid most are like not paid enough to care that much about where you're sitting in a theater i've never seen them even walk in you know (laughs) not anymore but as a as a patron as someone that goes and and is following these rules it's just unnecessary to have to say to go up to the your seat and say oh you're sitting in my seat can you move and then let's say one out of a hundred some random asshole says no i'm not going to like yeah that sucks but then you have to leave and go get somebody and then take care of that situation. Right. But it just feels like it's going to cause unnecessary problems. But that's right. got to be a thing in stadiums too when they go to sporting events, right? People sit in your seat and you're like, hey, no, that's my seat. No, because a lot, 99% of the time, there's ushers. Every every section you go into, there's ushers that will like take you to your seat and they check your ticket. Whereas theaters have, they've got rid of that because they don't want to pay employees to do right. that. In stadiums, that's most of the time you like, you show them your ticket they tell you where to sit and yeah there is there's times where that happens but in stadiums there's so many employees where if if that does happen you could say this person's in my seat and like they'll get removed for sure theaters i feel like it's just who is working there too 16 year old kids they're not yeah. security employees yeah i mean that is definitely a possibility but i don't know i know it probably would never affect me it's gonna affect right. us yeah, yeah but but Still. but okay, not going to affect us, sure. But think about it in the larger scope of just theaters and cinema. Theaters are a are dying entity, and AMC is the largest theater chain in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. So how does that bode for if the largest chain in the world is doing this, and it's a terrible look for them? How does it bode for theaters overall? Well, I, I mean, like if good. I was like another like un like a. One that's like not as big, but still pretty big, a Cinemark or something. Well, I don't know. Goodrich is pretty Goodrich. big. Goodrich. You could just be like, hey, uh, why don't you come to our theater where we never charge well, a premium we don't for charge our seats? You know, well, yeah, like, yeah, sure. It'd be good for them. But, <laughs> okay, uh, fair, also fair. But there's a ton of cities, a ton of towns where the only theater in AMC. that town is AMC because they they're so close to a monopoly on theaters now yeah. that it's just ridiculous. And, Another way to avoid it, guess what, is if you're an AMC Plus or an AMC Premium member or whatever, which is 20 bucks a month, and if you do that, you don't you avoid the extra ticket charge. So I feel like it's another way to push people into that yeah. subscription I mean, model. Actually, if you look at those subscription models, they're pretty good. I mean, if no, you, I love if you the AMC subscription go, model. I would same thing as like celebration. Yeah, 100%. I if mean, was, if we had one at Jack's, I'd probably get it. But. Oh yeah, twenty bucks a month, you can see unlimited movies, including uh, IMAX at celebration. Yes, yes, <laughs> which is pretty because those tickets alone are Honestly, like twelve dollars a ticket. I think exactly. If it does become like where people are complaining or it becomes an issue, they'll just stop it. And I think it wouldn't be that hard. I think it's just going to be one that people are going to adjust to. 
yeah, either people will adjust to it or they'll just stop it. I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's that hard of a change because it's not like they're making like special recliners in those seats or something. Like it's just either if people are going to complain and get mad or it's going to fights are going to break out or something. And then people will just like, okay, it was a bad idea. They can just yeah, stop for it the as most fast part, as they okay, yeah. it. For the most part, you're right. The average or extreme movie fans will adjust to it. People will adjust to it. But the people that are on, on the fringe of, I don't really want to see this or like, I don't even like going to the movies or whatever, but I really want to see this in theaters or, you know, those people we're talking about the difference. What could be the difference in like theaters dying off or like theaters surviving like that amount of people. That's what we're talking about is if this change, if so many people are boycotting it or like uh, disagree with it, it could be like that tipping point of like the end of theaters we're talking about. Like why don't like sucks. Why wouldn't it? You would almost think that they would go the opposite way of like, yeah. <laughs> like keep the same, those seats standard price, but say, oh, if you want to sit up front, you can be cheaper. Yeah, right. Yeah. Rather than go, Only go cheaper. Up. Exactly. Like have your standard ticket and then be like, oh, these seats that suck, we'll give it to you for $2 cheaper. Just please yeah. come to the theater. <laughs> so then people are like, oh, it's, I mean, you I run into the, the same problem. Like, yeah, they might move to the middle, but, but then that would eventually be the same thing though. Like, if the other seats are cheaper, then that's still being a premium for those seats. Right. No. No, it, no, it would be, be the same. You're not paying more. The it, the the problem is they want to charge more money to something that's already expensive for like people to go to that is a dying industry. That's why I, I I'm agreeing. I'm in agreement yeah. with Josh. I think it should be charged cheaper for the shitty tickets and then if somebody buys seats that are regular priced and they're in their seats have an easy solution for them to like move out of my seat. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, if that just, if that discourages two people, a fucking theater, even that's what I'm saying. Across the nation. There's a difference. That could be a thousands of people just off of, if they do it, I'm saying if that, let's say they do restrict it to like, like a big movie, people will pay those. Yeah. But people buy into it. It's going to be awesome. People will pay for it. I, I'm gonna I want those seats it's true I do, yeah I do too <laughs> luckily I don't go to AMC yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never I couldn't tell you last time I went to AMC theater I know there was one like, Jackson it's not like I even second. pay attention yeah, to my right, ticket yeah. I'm just like I'm gonna watch this movie so yeah whatever know, it is bye but yeah but we are not, in more fortunate circumstances yeah. exactly some people they see one to two movies a year because that's what they can afford and if they're still going to theater and their budget's that tight, I applaud them. But it sucks. Like, I don't want them to be in that situation. I want them to be able to see more than that. Yeah. Right. So, okay. All right. Anything else for uh, you guys? Nope. All right. Let's shut her down. Uh, next week, honestly, have no fucking clue what we're going to yeah, do because it's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania which I don't think we have any interest in I haven't even seen the first Ant-Man and the previous movie that came out last week that was the big one was Magic Mike's Last Dance which I do want to see but I don't know how much of an interest there is for it so we're in a bit of a predicament Uh, might have to be something that we talk about off air but uh, I think that wraps us up so if you want to send us a question or a comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. 
I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. There are no words left to speak. But if you feel like I feel, please let me know that it's real. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off you